Hey now, how's it going, Michael? Good. How are you doing? Are right, you see your? Uh, I see you're bundled up. Is the heat not working in your apartment? <laughs> I think the heat's not working in New York City. It's, <laughs> it's sort of historically cold, and uh, there's something about when it's cold in New York. I don't know if it's the humidity or what. It feels particularly cold, mixed with New Yorkers' desire to be vocal about their discomfort. That makes it all. Oof. a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I always wonder, you know, what the heck's going on with the weather in New York, but I don't wonder that hard. I don't wonder hard enough to look. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of, uh, of West coast. So SoCal life. Yeah. It's funny. I saw some people today, like playing beach volleyball and I was thinking like, this is <laughs> winter. It's crazy. I, yeah, I think some, something about our relationship now is I don't feel comfortable complaining about the weather because I don't want to feed into the, um, stereotype. You're like, you're going to go out and like maybe wash your car, wax your car (laughs) while people in New York are like in five layers of whatever. You you were on the road a little bit. You were, were you up in Maine? Were you accepting your, uh, your, your new office at the L.O. Bean headquarters? (laughs) I was, I'm just back from Maine. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty exciting to, uh, got some friends there doing some work with congratulations with, with the good people in Freeport. Thanks, man. Explain it to us. What does it mean? Um, well, it's actually a project I'm doing with Emily, my girlfriend who, you know, we're both working with them as sort of their new editors for oh, cool. their, did their site. Left, did she get left out in the announcement? I feel like she she does, she's, she, there's a little re it's, it will all become clear enough soon enough. Um, oh, okay. I, uh, I'm, she's focusing more on style. I'm focusing kind of more on the outdoors. We're both going to, we were up there, we visited their archive, which is truly an incredible, um, large room and almost a historic <laughs> history of like new England and the United States approach to the outdoors. It's really great to see their old clothes, um, going way back, way back. Do they make you, hey. do they make you work a shift on the bean boot line? I, uh, old bean boot plant? I, you know, I, I don't think I would be, I don't think I'd be good with the precision. I don't think I'm good at sewing rubber. <laughs> Anything involving a sewing machine and rubber, I don't think is, is where they want me, I think. But I'm going to be writing some stories, Rowan already, um, sharing some photos, doing cool. some cool things. So that, that's exciting. I, I, I think they're doing a lot of cool stuff. And, you know, it's L.O. Bean. And you installed McNary to live in the boot. He, he's the new gnome. <laughs> I, I, gnome? If, if, you know, anything with Mark McNary and an L.O. Bean boot. You know, those are two <laughs> two great tastes. I don't know if you can smoke in there. But yeah. <laughs> no smoking. <laughs> that's Mark's, that's what Mark's one of the last great smokers on earth. I know. I know. It's funny. Now, if you have a friend who smokes, it's sort of exotic. It's like if you know somebody who's, you know, from an extremely, you know, foreign country, it's like if you know someone who smokes. Uh, <laughs> I remember once did I, I have I ever told you the smoking Japan story? I'll be the no. one here. We we were in Japan. I think I was with uh, our friend Rob Zangardi mm. and um I think we were I I think I smoked that week. It's like I had been a smoker here and there. And then this is like 10 15 years ago or something we were there. And uh, I was like I can't I can't fight through all the smoking cuz there's just so much smoking in Tokyo. So I was like I'm just going to smoke this week. And, uh, and we were, we were like going to sit, we were out all day walking around. We stopped at this cafe. We were like going to sit out on the, they had like a little 
this is in Daikinyama where they have like a little patio that sort of overlooks like the street that sort of leads to the Metro. And, and so we, we're like about to have a cigarette and they're like, Oh no, 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 I can't smoke. And we're like, Oh, sorry, sorry. They're like only inside smoking. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> of course that makes Amazing. perfect sense. Right. Let's just keep it around the people who aren't smoking and they can't escape from it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. There's, there are definitely ashtrays in Japan and places you don't expect to see them including their pockets they travel with <laughs> with portable ashtrays because they would never defile the streets with a cigarette butt it was just amazing have you, ever, have you ever seen that speaking of japanese technology have you ever seen in the subway station like there's the wall with like all the groceries on it and you can kind of go up and scan it with your phone and sort of like order anything no have you, well like there's it. like a way you could do that basically yeah. you could scan the barcode of any of these items and then either like go pick them up or they i don't know how the rest of it works i just know there's that interface but i was thinking you know with covid it could be interesting like a lot of these places like why do people need to go into a grocery store like why can't you just you know some of these places should just be like they the employees that work there pick all the groceries sure and then you just go pick them up or you go order on the wall outside totally. and they just grab them for you, whatever. Then they're not exposed and shoppers aren't exposed, but I know. like it. I like this idea. Million dollar um, idea. It is. I mean, and so today we're going to talk about stock trading, stock tips, <laughs> shorting, hedge it's funds. Funny, <laughs> it's funny because that I'm like pretty enthralled by that story. And I had se I've seen Wall Street bets like, you know, I've ne I never spent any time in there, but I've just, I've seen it over the years. But I don't really want to talk about it. I think it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of goofy. I don't know. Do you want to talk yeah. about it? No, I don't. It's more, it's it's just the, uh, I think it's, the, it, to me, when I see certain things, it's like, how is the world the way we want it versus how is the world actually? And that and that often involves technology. And so, we, and I'm, I think of, I think when I was young, like you bought IBM, good company, you just left it there you know, for 50 years or whenever you retired or something like that. And I'm, I'm sort of a conservative person when it comes to things like that. And I don't, anything that involves uh, rapid trading just makes me nervous inherently because it's unstable. And then when I see all these things happening and, um, and actually, as I was traveling, I missed a little bit. So it kind of all unfolded at once. So I was trying to catch up with it. And it just is an extraordinary time to be alive for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, that's like, technology upending sort of the preconceived, you know, rules of this whole, you know, the market almost. Yeah. What where? so where, where else were you? You, you went to, I was in South Carolina too, um, in this town, Beaufort, which is a really private plane, just right from Freeport, right down. To yeah, South exactly. I, it was, I, I drove up and down to Maine, which was nice. And I flew down to Charleston, which was slightly less nice, but uh, I mean, the, <laughs> the traveling aspect of it. And I, I don't know if, our friends in South Carolina, where we do have a lot of friends are approaching this situation in quite the same way. So as they are in New York, but it was the town Beaufort, which I'm going to be writing about and sharing some stories soon is a really great place. And I, and um, I think it's sort of that next tier of small, medium sized city that people might be discovering mm -hmm. um, for when we can travel again. Have you heard Austin is cool? Did you know that? <laughs> Keep Beaufort weird. <laughs> uh, and actually Beaufort, which is spelled Beaufort, um, is where they filmed the big chill. So people have seen it. I think it's sort of stood in for kind of a coastal North Carolina town. Anyway, I'm back in New York. Very happy. 
can be here. Nice. I guess. Well, so let's talk about theories. Yeah. I had this idea. I wanted to talk theories because partly because you brought up a theory of pizza and we can talk oh, about yeah. that in a second, but I was thinking about, I love theories, which I wanted to distinguish from a guideline or a rule, right? Because I think all, I'm interested in all those things, but, and they all kind of converge, but I think a rule or a guideline is something that you adhere to and is sort of a, an organizing principle. It, this is my, I'm testing this out. This and is a theory. Yeah, exactly. And then the theory is something that would predict uh, and help you identify something in the future. So I have a theory about this type of person or this type of restaurant or this type of suit, and you can predict something. And that's different than a guideline. So like a, yeah. a guideline or a rule would be a, don't wear white after Labor Day, even though I completely disagree with it. But that's not really a theory. You might say I have a theory about people who wear white shoes all year round. It's sort of like people who drive a red car are going to be a certain way. And yeah. a person who wears. So yeah, it's like my so I have a theory that anyone wearing a straw hat in Italy is from <laughs> New York City. Of course. I love it. Exactly. I, and grew up in am Minneapolis. Am I doing this right? Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, what's your, you, so your theory was, is quite wide ranging about pizza. Just remind us again. Yeah. Well, that, I think it's, it's a specific New York City slice pizza rule. So just to get all of those, you know, filter that down to that exact thing. But I don't, I've never eaten at the 99 cent pizza place, which right. I can't recall the name of ever. Um, but like the, that interchangeable, like dollar pizza thing, right. I've just never gone there because I think that there's either. And, and the, so the theory is like, there's a lot of that dollar pizza, which is sort of cardboard with ketchup and some Parmesan cheese. And then there's like the $8 slice, like artisanal, you know, flown in flour. They know right. they actually know the farmer who grows the flour in, you know, Southern Italy and they bring it over and, you know, it's temperature, they fly it in and, you know, yeah. it's $58 a slice. So it's like, which is, <laughs> Cool. I like the high end of it, I guess, but I more look for like, what's the everyday, like, where are the places that it's like the normal sort of holdover right. place that hasn't gone fancy is still sort of like the working class New York place, but not like mm -hmm. the like bottom tier, you know, right. dollar slice thing. I don't know. That, what's the theory there? It's like the, the middle is good and look oh, for or, or disappearing i think is that and so that we don't have and that in a way you can understand a culture based on the type of food that they eat. i mean if you want to do a history of of eat of this city you could look at the food that they serve to nyu students or in a certain neighborhood or just look at the bowery right now mm -hmm. there's a i don't know a sweet green or you can get some very very fancy tea and in the places that used to serve different types of things so you can almost identify by the original famous rays or whatever and now it, how it's yeah. evolved into some boutique place and that maybe you do actually order it online and has a tech interface and an instagram something and so yeah. that 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 kind of explains where we live you know or it's like the place that like prince street pizza that has had some they've had some other issues i think some they've had a little bit of a racism issue i think yeah. with the owner um but that place like sort of seemingly showed up and then the kardashians went there and then it like blew up and then every time you would go over there or walk by it there'd be a huge line of people and it was sort of being passed out passed off as like 
I think Prince Street Pizza is good, but I think people were passing it off as like this auth- super authentic, mm. like, mm. you know, the best pizza place in New York. And I don't know, part of that was just like the hype around it, you know? Mm. And I don't know, it's like, there's something to be said, and this is maybe drifting a little bit from the theory combo, but yeah. there's something to be said about the venture backed, like very well branded thing. And like sweet green, which I enjoy. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be overly, you know, focused on them, but generally like good design in packaging is just good design in packaging. I love this. This is a great part of the theory because now I think I would ask people, if you see something advertised in a very slick way and branded by probably friends of ours who have creative (laughs) agencies, are you, are we skeptical of those things or are we, open-minded to those things, especially because we're the type of people I think, and the people who listen to this who are targeted by that. So if it's a direct, direct to consumer mattress or something, are we say, Oh, this person understands me or are, is it more like what you're saying, which they spend all their advertising in a, or all their budget on a branding and the products probably not as good. So, I mean, I've considered this like a classic theory material. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's like the, if you go to one of those like Santa Maria novella or one of those, you know, famous old, you know, apothecary places right. in Italy and the packaging like is beautiful, but in a way it's also kind of bad. And if you look for bad design, sometimes like Dr. Bronner's, like I think right. would be fall into the category of like, this is bad design, but then it, it exists for so long that it just becomes something that you know, is elevated beyond right. that or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's reassuring in its I actually like a lot of Santa Maria novella myself, but I, I know what you mean that it hasn't it's it I, I much prefer the old old spice from fifty years ago, not when they tried to make it modern. But of course yeah. some companies we like them for different reasons. We want them to be the way they've always been while they want to evolve and maybe we don't want them to evolve. <laughs> What's the other place that you, the older place? Yeah. Uh, you know, the Annunciata, SS Annunciata yeah. is one. And that's a, that's another, basically there are a ton of phar- pharmacies and especially in Florence where sisters or religious people have been making uh, all sorts of products for, you know, 350 years. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And so you go into these, you know, tile floored rooms and they have, some of them are, are quite elaborate. Some are very simple um, face creams and scents and it's just great. And there's another place called Munstermann, which for some reason has a German name, also prominently displayed place in in Florence. And the thing that's crazy is they have all their own products, a complete array of shaving cream and hair oil. And I think some of it really hasn't changed. And it's sort of for your Italian uncle, if you have one and, and <laughs> other things, if you find one that you like, it's just great. And um, some of those, the, some of the scents from those products, it, there's just no parallel here. Right, right. And you, and, and, you know, I have like, even from the pharmacy, like a SPF lotion, face lotion, that just smells different. You've been listening to a free preview of Central Division, a podcast and newsletter between David Coggins and Michael Williams. To access all of our podcasts and all of our newsletters, visit centraldivision.substack.com. Thank you.